0: Welcome to Prue Ball, a podcast where the game of baseball is discussed openly and, openly and honestly. honestly. Here's your host, Brian Pruitt. Welcome back, everybody. Brian Pruitt here with another episode of Prueball. Episode 7 coming right at you. Again, thank you so much for all the listens. Uh, had a lot of success so far with the website. Get a lot of great feedback. Um, Check me out, pruball.com, episodes 1 through 6, you can find them there, episodes 5, 6, and this episode, episode 7, will be up on YouTube. Today we're going to talk a little bit about rhythm, a little bit about routine, a little bit about timing, finding a timing mechanism for your swing or for your player swing. Um, this kind of goes along with two blogs that were posted over this past week. I apologize for not doing a podcast sooner, but... Members of the family were sick. Myself, I was sick. So finally on the rebound from being sick. But if my voice doesn't sound quite right, you know, I apologize for that, but uh, we'll get through it. We'll get through this together. Uh, But again, the blogs were, um, one was done by myself talking about rhythm, routine, and timing. Uh, And then another one was done by a good friend of mine, great baseball guy, Pete Williams. A high school coach out in California does the travel ball grind. Um, also member of the United States Air Force, so want to shout out to him and thank him very much for doing that blog. Uh, and it's it's great stuff. We're talking about developing a routine, developing about uh, getting a timing mechanism, uh, and going about your business pre batter's box and while you're in the batter's box pre pitch uh, with a purpose you know, not just doing something because it looks cool, but doing something because it's uh, it's a safety net, uh, it, it gets your mind right before you're in the box, um, and because it helps you feel comfortable when you're in the box pre-pitch routine. All right, so that's really what I want to talk about today with episode seven. And Pete made a good point in his blog. He was talking about how um, really, you, you know, you. Your at bat starts prior to your at bat. Prior before you start walking up to the plate. All right, you're you're really gearing in. You're zeroing in in the on deck circle. You're even zeroing in and really paying attention to um, the, what the pitcher is doing to hitters before you. Uh, and keep in mind, you know, you know, you you need to be a student of the game. You need to constantly be learning. And it's only going to make you more successful, uh, and you're a bat. All right. So the way that a uh, stock righty would pitch to a left-handed three-four hole hitter is going to be different than the way that he that stock righty will pitch to an eight-nine hole hitter. All right. So when you're in the dugout or you're on deck and you're looking at the way that a guy pitches to a guy in front of you, understand that he might not pitch you the same way that he's pitching them because. Every hitter is different. And good pitchers understand that. Um, And with that being said, uh, hitters understand that at least the great majority of colleges, you're not facing the guy on the mound. You're really not. You're facing that 40, 50 year old man calling the pitches in the dugout who has a chart full of your tendencies, your sprays, uh, has a wealth of data in front of him and he's gonna pitch you accordingly. Now, it's the pitcher's job to execute, but the plan is really coming from the coach in the dugout. So you have to be smart, all right? Understand your weaknesses, understand your strengths, understand uh, what you do well and what you don't because that's what that pitching coach is gonna to try to target when he's throwing to you, all right? If you're a guy who chases breaking balls in the dirt, that was me, guilty. That was definitely me, all right? Guess what I'm gonna see? I'm gonna see breaking balls in the dirt. Alright, I'm not going to see a fastball, and if, he, if I do see a fastball, well guess what? Shame on him. He shouldn't have thrown it to me because he ain't going to get it by me. But guess what? My weakness was the breaking ball in the dirt. I had a hard time recognizing the spin. Alright, and when I didn't recognize it, it was either too late or I didn't see the spin up in the zone. But what I got to do is I got to look at hitters who batted before me in the lineup and see how they are pitching them okay so if they're pitching them a certain way why would they change it and they're having success doing that why would they change it up they wouldn't you know and pete williams uh again the guest blogger uh gave a perfect example of that if the guy in front of you just had a four pitch walk you know four straight balls in a row don't go up there swing the bat at the first pitch guys you know listen that that's one of the very few times that a coach should give a hitter the take sign Alright, and this is I know I'm getting off topic, but go up there looking to hit the ball. Go up there ready to be go up there ready to hit from the very first pitch, because that first pitch might be the uh, best pitch you see. That pitcher would love nothing more than get to the first pitch strike, get to be 0-1. Alright, and if that's a fastball right down the middle or a fastball looking away, maybe maybe get that fastball away, then put your ace wing on it. Alright, be ready to hit from the beginning. But there are times when you have to actually you know, take a step back and and um, swallow your pride, and you might have to take a pitch. And the example that Pete gave in his guest blog of a four pitch a, a, a walk is a perfect example of that. All right. So that's number one. Pay attention to what's happening to players that are similar to the way you swing, or if you're a power guy, look at it, the way they pitch other power guys that hit from the same side of the plate as you are. All right. That's gonna give you more, um, uh, just more ammo to go to the plate with, be ready to hit, okay? Now, when you get into the box and you come to the plate, uh, you know, have have something you can rely on that focuses your mind, all right? There are so many things as a hitter that is out of your control. There are so many things. And, and that's why 3 out of 10, right, you're a 300-hitter, have success 3 out of 10 times. I mean, you can smoke a baseball. You can smoke it. Hard line drive with true backspin right at the third baseman. You're out. You did everything that you could possibly do right, and you still got out. All right. There's so many things that are out of your control. You can't control. This isn't golf, all right? Even though there's a lot of similarities as far as the mental side of things to golf, there's a difference, though, between the two sports in that... In that a golf ball doesn't move when you're hitting it, right? It's just sitting there on a tee. It's not the same with baseball, all right? You don't know where that pitch is gonna be. You don't know what the velocity is gonna come in at, all right? You don't know if it's gonna be in the strike zone or if it's gonna be out of the strike zone, all right? And you have a very limited time to react and make the judgment and to create that, that mind to muscle uh, transaction that happens and actually hit a ball hard, okay? There's so many things that are out of your control, okay? You have to worry about what you can control and one of those things that you can't control is that pre-pitch routine and in my blog i gave an example of nomar garcia Par everybody everybody thought that what he did was just like this this uh and it did become part of a savviness to him and uh, a little bit of a swagger to him but it, it, it's not what it was originally designed to do. I mean, Nomar Garcia was always, you know, fiddling with the batting gloves in between pitches. He was tapping his toes even while he was in the box. When the pitch was about to come, he was still moving his feet. But that was his safety net. That was his routine that he could rely on. It was something that he could control and that made him feel comfortable at the plate. All right and. Am I telling you guys to go out there and, and do that? You know, have your feet moving like that? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying though is that you have to have something that you can rely on that is your safety net and get your mind right while you're in the box pre-pitch routine. All right, um, it might be tapping a certain part of the home plate. It might be, uh, you know, many people will draw something in the dirt right before they talk, uh, You know, step up to the box. Um, you know, there's different things that you can do, you just got to find what's right for you and what makes you feel comfortable and relaxed, alright? Remember, a relaxed body is a quick body, okay? A relaxed body is a quick body. So you want to be relaxed in the box, especially in pressure situations, alright? Pete Williams gave a perfect example he called it the Tomey Effect. When Jim Tomey used to hit, one of the greatest power hitters did this game seen, tons of home runs, right? All right, what he would do, he would get in the box, he, was, he would dig his feet in, and then he would turn his head, point his bat right at the pitcher's forehead. People think, well, he's just trying to intimidate the pitcher. He's showing up. No, he's not trying to intimidate the pitcher. And what Pete was saying in the blog is he's just trying to square his face up so that he can see the ball with both of his eyes, not just seeing the ball with one eye for him who's hit hit left-handed, so it wasn't just seeing the ball with his right eye, he wanted to see the ball out of the pitcher's hand with both eyes, with his left eye. You gotta be able to see over the bridge of his nose. So that's just something that would remind him that hey, I gotta square my face up to the pitcher. And as Pete would call it, give that TV face where that behind the pitcher's back, that that camera could see the whole of your face, all right? And so it's little tricks like that that really are a relaxing thing that helps get your mind right. Jim Tomey's case, get his vision right. Uh, Nomar Garcia Parro's is get uh, be comfortable and, and something that you can do pre-pitch, all right? Um, so, that's, and that's huge, that is huge. And, and something th- that kind of could be its own podcast in itself is uh, your timing mechanism, your timing mechanism, okay? Um, and one of the things I, I want to bring up here with when talking about a timing mechanism is in uh, a lot of young players do that. And I really shouldn't just label them young players because I see college guys, I've even seen pro guys try to generate power out of a timing mechanism. All right. Josh Donaldson, one of the big names in baseball right now, amazing swing. You see. I see things on Twitter, on ESPN, you know, SportsCenter about how pretty his wing is. his his swing is. He has a big uh, leg kick and a huge load. And one of the things to remember though is he doesn't get power from the leg kick. He gets power from what happens after the leg kick, the separation that the leg kick causes. Um, and the torque and the bat lag and everything that comes after, but that leg kick is simply a timing mechanism, okay? And so people see that, they wanna mimic it because it looks cool, but that might not be the best uh, timing and way to generate momentum um, and rhythm for you. It might be, it might not be. Um, you, You know, you just have to find what's the best fit for you and another person, great power, Albert Pujols. He has a very simple loading process, all right? He has a simple heel, raise the heels up, raises his heel up. His hands are already very far back and high in a position. He does cock his bat back, back to where the knob is pointed at the catcher uh, pre-pitch, but his, his lower half is very simple. Lifts the heel up and then he throws that heel back down and that's what starts the swing process, okay? Everybody's different. You just have to find what's right for you. Um, And I throw that in with the pre-pitch routine, the timing part of it, because I think it's important, uh, part of the pre-pitch routine is developing a rhythm, and that timing mechanism goes hand in hand with rhythm. It's kind of that uh, that gel that mixes the pre-pitch routine and the timing mechanism together is a rhythm. all right. You can't be up there, and I call it, you can't look like the Statue of Liberty when you get in the box. You can't be all stiff, holding the bat up high, and expect to get um, a, a momentum going towards the baseball. You have to be relaxed, you have to be relaxed. Now, listen guys, there's people out there, there there's exceptions to this rule, there's people who can hit stiff, there's people who can hit awkward, but, as a coach, I wouldn't, and the coaches out there listening, you're not gonna teach them, teach players to do the exception, all right? If you do, it's gonna happen very, very rarely where they have success off it, all right? Uh, and if you're a player um, listening, then try to find just what's work, what works for you and you're gonna find that you're gonna fit more into that general, general realm of, of biomechanics. Uh, an example of this is, I would never teach a player to swing at a ball out of the zone, but Vladimir Guerrero a player would say then well Vladimir Guerrero could hit a ball out of the strike zone better than him. He got base hits off balls that hit the ground and then hit his back Look it up. That happened. All right um, and I would never teach a player to do that or, or swing like that because it's so far out of the realm that the general People listening, they're not going to have success with it. All right, uh, Hunter Pence, a current player, right? He, he's another example. He has a very unorthodox swing, and I wouldn't teach a player to hit like un, like Hunter Pence because of how unorthodox it is. But does it mean that it's wrong that he does it that way? Absolutely not. It's just what works for him. All right, and and that's kind of uh, the the um, undertone of this whole thing is you have to find that pre-pitch routine. Um, and, and pay attention to the, to the hitters that hit like you or fit the same category as you uh, when watching uh, at bats before you get up to bat and, and really find what, what fits for you and, uh, and then run with it because that's really what's going to make you successful in this whole thing um, and get your mind right and ready to hit is finding something that that makes you comfortable at the plate, Makes you relax, so your hands can be as quick and as strong as possible, and uh, and, and that's what's gonna where you're gonna generate your, your success from. Uh, all right, guys, that's it. I wanted to make this pretty brief, but uh, I appreciate every listener I got out there. And if you like, then please subscribe. Um, you can check me out on YouTube now. Again, this is gonna be the third episode of uh, for my YouTube channel, uh, Proball.com. A lot of content on there. Uh, Also have a couple guest bloggers coming in, uh, very excited. Have something from the strength and conditioning side of things uh, was confirmed. They're they're working on that blog. Uh, And also have some college coaches that are going to write in and guest blog. And I want to follow up with those guys. Uh, Again, it's going to be kind of hairy as far as scheduling because spring schedule, spring season is about to start. A lot of colleges, uh, junior colleges are cranking up here uh, on the next couple days actually uh, especially in the south uh, and we're warm weather climates I should say uh, division 2 is starting up very soon they start up the 1st of February and warm weather climates anyways and uh, division 1 starts up mid-February so they're already starting their practice NCAA uh, within the NCAA guidelines and their practice schedule so uh, I'm gonna try to schedule those guys around their schedules Uh, and hopefully get them in, get them on, get them to talk. Um, That's it, guys. That's what I got. Make sure you guys are hitting. Make sure you guys are swinging every single day. Swing on, baby. Pro Ball signing out.